0: You are now listening to Mark's Unexplained World by Mark the Medium from Hinkley Community Radio, a non-profit podcast radio station. This episode is about Jeff, the talking mongoose. So it's over to you, Mark, for this incredible tale.
1: On a farm located at Cashen's Gap, near the hamlets of Dolby, located on the Isle of Man in the UK, back in the September of 1931, the Irving family, who lived on the farm at the time, claimed that they could hear persistent scratching, rustling, and even vocal noises coming from behind their farmhouse wooden wall panels. These strange noises resembled the sounds familiar to that of a ferret, a dog, or even a baby at times. So imagine, if you will, the surprised look on the Irving family's faces when, out from behind the wall panel, popped a creature who was roughly the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a large bushy tail who introduced himself as going by the name of Jeff. Jeff, being a mongoose, because this is what mongoose do, apparently, went on to further introduce himself and told the Irving family that he was indeed a mongoose born in New Delhi, India, in 1852. As you can imagine, the story was given extensive coverage by the tabloid newspapers of Great Britain back in the early 1930s. The Irving family's claims regarding this chatty little creature gained so much popularity that it eventually caught the attention of parapsychologists and ghost hunters such as Harry Price, Herewood Carrington and Nandor Fodor. Some of the investigators and contemporary critics of the time who went to investigate the phenomena concluded that Jeff the Talking Mongoose was actually a hoax and that the Irving family had perpetuated it by using the art of ventriloquism. Greetings, unexplainers. Thank you all once again for tuning in and listening to the world's answer to the audio equivalent of the 1980s Rubik's Cube, or otherwise known as Mark's Unexplained World. My name is Mark Hughes. I'm a psychic medium and a ufologist who loves animals of all kinds, and yes, even a mongoose. In this episode... I'm going to tell you the strange story surrounding Jeff, the talking mongoose. And this week's necessary disclaimer... Actually, I I shouldn't worry too much, to be honest, unless you are scared of mongooses, of course. Although, to be fair, it does contain a very brief detail of the death of an animal. However do still remember that you still listen at your own discretion, and that all the opinions and comments are strictly my own, but the facts still remain. I also apologise if I pronounce anything incorrectly. My English, although it is my first and only language, is nothing like my spelling, and probably much worse than Jets. So, back we go to this week's yarn. i actually going to start off this podcast with a very small but very interesting side note, a hamlet. A hamlet is a human settlement that is much smaller than a town or a village. The term hamlet is often simply an informal description of a smaller settlement, or it could possibly be a subdivision of a larger settlement. Sometimes a hamlet is defined for official or administrative purposes. The word and concept of hamlet can be traced back to the days of Norman England, where the old French hamlet, spelt H-A-M-E-L-E-T, came into use as applying to small human settlements. The Hamlet of Dolby is a small place on the Isle of Man, near the western coast of the island. It lies on the A27 Port Erin to Peel Road, which is five miles south of Peel in the parish of Patrick, which is one of the 17 historic parishes on the Isle of Man. The Hamlet of Dolby looks out towards the Irish Sea, from the western side of Dolby Mountain. Back in the September of 1931, the Irving family, who consisted of the father, James Irving, the mother, Margaret Irving, and their 13-year-old daughter, named Voyrie Irving, claimed that they kept on hearing persistent scratching, rustling, and even vocal noises that came from behind the wooden panels that covered the farmhouse walls. Initially, the Irving family thought that the sound coming from behind the walls were either rats or ferrets. So, Jim Irving, the father, decided to lay down various traps and poisons in a bid to catch whatever was present, but the noises continued. He even tried to scare the creature by growling at the wall like a dog. However, to his surprise, whatever it was behind the wall, growled right back at him. Soon, whatever it was that was hiding behind the wall started singing nursery rhymes in an eerie childlike manner. Then, according to the Irving family, a creature suddenly appeared out from behind the aforementioned wooden panels. This creature then introduced itself to the Irvings and told them that he was a mongoose called Jeff. And not only that, but he also informed them that he was born in New Delhi in India in the year... Sorry, I'll try that again. In the year of 1852. And was then hunted before finally escaping to the Isle of Man. I'll let that information sink in for a second, shall I? According to the 13-year-old daughter, Voyrie Irving, Jeff, who was also referred to as the Talking Mongoose or the Dolby Spook, was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a large bushy tail. On an interesting side note, and I will keep this reasonably brief because this is a podcast about unexplained phenomena, not a podcast on natural history. A mongoose is a small terrestrial carnivorous mammal belonging to the family Herpestidae. With this family being currently split into two subfamilies, the Herpestinae and the Mungotinae. Mungotinae, that's it. The mongoose has a long face and a long body with small rounded ears, short legs and a long tapering tail with a few recorded as having strongly marked coats. Their claws are used primarily for digging and much like goats have narrow, ovular pupils. Most species have a large anal-scent gland, which is primarily used for territorial marking. They can range from 24 to 58 centimetres in head to body length, excluding the tail, and in weight they can range from 320 grams, 11 ounces, to 5 kilos, that's 11 pounds. The Irving family claimed that Jeff the Talking Mongoose told them that he was and I quote an extra,
0: extra clever mongoose, but not always kind.
1: He also told them uh, and I quote I'm an earthbound spirit. And again, and I quote a ghost. In
0: the form of a mongoose. Jeff
1: also told them, and I quote
0: I am a freak. I have hands and I have feet. And if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt.
1: Thank you, Jeff. After this first short break, in part two, we will look at the further adventures of Jeff the Talking Mongoose, and how he hit the newspaper headlines.
0: This show is brought to you courtesy of Neil Packer, and the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre. Find them online at www.hauntedresearchcentre.com or at 9 to 11 Regent Street Hinkley LE 10 1 A W. Open on Saturdays from 10am to 4pm for guided tours the haunted rooms at just three pounds per person. Booking is essential at all times and over 16s only please unless accompanied by an adult. The haunted rooms are extremely haunted and paranormal activity could and has taken place at any time. Some areas and particular objects or items can be quite scary and unnerving. Membership is available for 25 pounds to qualify for selective offers. And why not download the app available on both iOS and Android for only 3.99 to keep up to date with what is coming up at
1: the centre. Initially, Jeff the Talking Mongoose assumed the role of being a household pet, and then, over time, the Irving family made a various claims about how he was supposedly helping them around the home. Amongst the various jobs he would do, he would guard the house and inform the family of any approaching guests, warn them about any unfamiliar dogs in the area, wake people up if they overslept, turn off the stove, and whenever mice got into the house, Jeff the Talking Mongoose assumed the role Of a cat, but, by his own admission, he preferred to just scare the mice, rather than kill them. What a humanitarian! And as a reward for his domestic chores, the Irving family claimed that they gave Jeff the Talking Mongoose biscuits, chocolates, and the occasional banana. The food was kindly left for him by the Irving family in a saucer that was suspended from the ceiling, which he then consumed when he thought no one was watching. Jeff the Talking Mongoose was very rarely left at home alone, as the Irving family claimed they regularly took him on trips to the market. However, Jeff being a little shy, always stayed on the other side of the hedges, chatting away incessantly. Who he was chatting to, I really don't know, and what he was chatting about, again, I really couldn't say. I mean, what do mongoose mongoose talk about? However, Jeff the Talking Mongoose did have his darker side, and his warnings about being cruel back at the beginning were starting to come to light. Jeff the Talking Mongoose would often lose his temper with the Irving family, calling the father Jim Irving a and I quote fat-headed man. This was also followed by threats to kill the whole family. The thirteen year old daughter, Voiry Irving, was scared of Jeff the Talking Mongoose, so much so that she slept in her parents' bed at night to avoid being alone in the dark with him. However, Jeff the talking mongoose was not happy with Vyrie Irving's actions and told her father Jim Irving that, and I quote, I'll follow her wherever you put her. One night, the Irving family tried to stop Jeff getting into their bedroom by barricading the door with chairs Boxes and other bits of furniture, however, according to the Irving family, all Jeff the talking Mondoose, mongoose did sorry was make the bedroom door bulge until it eventually crashed open. The story of the Irving family and Jeff the Talking Mongoose became a huge hit with the tabloid newspapers alerting members of the public to some of the strange events that were happening in their home. Lots of journalists started to flock to the Isle of Man to try to catch a glimpse of the elusive creature. Although Jeff usually only appeared to the Irving family, there were a few local people and visitors who also claimed to have heard Jeff, with two witnesses even claiming to have seen him. And not only that, but a couple of tabloid newspaper journalists claim to have seen Jeff themselves, with one of them telling his own boss that the creature had given him a tip for the races.
0: After the report
1: from the local newspaper regarding Jeff the Talking Mongoose, The area of Cashin's Gap suddenly became inundated with paranormal investigators, national and international reporters, authors, parapsychologists, ghost hunters and a variety of animal enthusiasts, all hoping for a glimpse of the strange creature. Some of the visitors claimed that they could hear strange voices echoing through the walls, with many of the paranormal investigators concluding that Jeff the Talking Mongoose was likely to be poltergeist activity connected to the 13-year-old teenage daughter, Viri Irving. An interesting side note here regarding the connection of teenagers to poltergeist activity. Back in the 1960s, William G. Roll, who was an American psychologist and parapsychologist, conducted a study of over 100 cases over four centuries and discovered patterns that he labelled recurrent Spontaneous Psychokinesis, also known as RSPK. He found that in most of these cases they involved a child or a teenager who could use psychokinesis, or otherwise known as mind over matter, to make things move or happen without any knowledge that the child or teenager was actually causing the disturbance. It was found that in many of these cases involving a child or a teenager, the poltergeist activity was connected to girls or young women, as opposed to boys or young men. In some ways this does make more sense, as there are many more changes a girl goes through during the teenage years that could lead to higher stress levels, potentially resulting in poltergeist activity. Girls or young women are also much more hormonal. I think it's safe to say that most poltergeist cases, in fact most paranormal cases as a whole, have their skeptics and non-believers. I mean, let's be honest, skepticism comes with the territory. And although this might be a shock to some of you listeners out there, Jeff the talking mongoose was no exception. Most of the skeptics on the case accused the daughter, Voyerie Irving, of ventriloquism saying that most of these strange noises and voices seemed to be coming from the vicinity of where she was standing. And one psychologist, who stayed with the Irving family for a week, said that he didn't believe the family were being at all deceitful. However, he did put it down to the possibility that Jeff Irving had a split... No, Jim Irving, sorry, did have a split personality... On an interesting side note, a split personality disorder, or which is now medically known as a dissociative identity disorder, or DID for short, is characterized by the presence of at least two distinct and relatively enduring personality states. This disorder is accompanied by memory gaps that are more severe than could be explained by simple ordinary forgetfulness. These personality states alternately show in a person's behaviour. The typical presenting symptoms in different regions of the world may also vary depending on culture, such as alter ego identities, taking the form of possessing spirits, deities, ghosts or mythical creatures, where in some areas of normative possession states are common. Another theory that was looked into was that the Irving family might have developed some sort of mental health problem, mainly due to their circumstances. After all, it does appear that they were once a rich family in Wavetree in Liverpool, and had to move to Cashen's Gap on the Isle of Man, after the father Jim Irving's piano importing business collapsed. It also appears that the house that they were currently living in, in Cashin's Gap, had no electricity or telephone, and that they only had a gramophone for entertainment. And although the family were not classed as social pariahs, they never really fitted in with the locals, which made them extremely isolated. The one thing that was lacking throughout all this was physical evidence. There was however, evidence of footprints, stains on the wall and even hair samples that the Irving family claimed to be proof that Jeff the talking mongoose was actually real. However, after much investigation, it was found out that these pieces of evidence belonged to the Irving family's sheepdog called Mona. The family even laid claim that there were several photographs depicting Jeff the talking mongoose. But again, they turned out to be pictures of the Irving family's sheepdog Mona. After this second short break in part three, we will look at some of the paranormal investigators who went to meet the Irving family, and some of the aftermath of the events.
2: Fright Nights was established in 1999 as the first company in the world to offer overnight ghost hunt experiences to the general public, pioneering paranormal events since the last century. Fright Nights operate at hundreds of the UK's most haunted and exclusive venues. All events have their own team of experienced paranormal investigators, mediums and psychics. They have a VIP members club for regular returning guests, offering loyalty discounts and exclusive invitation only events. They can also host private events for your family and friends. You can contact them on 07 852 628 or email them at office at frightnights.co.uk. Or take a look at their website at www.frightnights.co.uk where you can see the many locations they investigate and learn about them and the opportunities they have available. Hundreds of ghost hunters join Fright Nights every month for the most thrilling ghost hunting experiences they'll never forget. If you haven't been on a ghost hunt before, then why not join them to see what it's all about? Why not visit their social media sites for up-to-date information on all the places they visit and to see what's coming up in the future. They look forward to seeing you all soon. Fright Nights Ghost Hunting Events. Remember, only the original will do.
1: In the July of 1935, sorry, in the I'll do that one again, sorry. In July 1935, the editor of The Listener and popular historian, a Mr. Richard S. Lambert, and his friend, paranormal investigator Harry Price, travelled to the Isle of Man to investigate the case. And on an interesting side note here, Harry Price was a British psychic researcher and author who gained public reputation for his investigations into psychical phenomena, including ghosts, spirits, haunted objects, haunted houses and other unexplained occurrences. He was also well known for exposing fraudulent spiritualist mediums. but. He is probably best well-known for his well-publicised investigation into the haunting of Borley Rectory in Essex, England, in May 1937. In his early life, at the age of 15, Harry Price founded the Cult and Dramatic Society and wrote plays including a drama about his early experiences with a poltergeist, which he said took place at a haunted manor house in Shropshire. Later on in life, Harry Price became an expert amateur conjurer and joined the magic circle in 1922, and there he maintained a lifelong interest in stage magic and conjuring. His expertise in sleight of hand and magic tricks stood him in good stead for what would become his all-consuming passion, the investigation of paranormal phenomena. Throughout his life, Harry Price was friends with other debunkers of fraudulent mediums, including escape artist and illusionist Harry Houdini, and the British author, journalist and psychical researcher Ernest Palmer. After his stay at the Irving family home on the Isle of Man, Harry Price then wrote and published a book which was printed in 1936 called the haunting of Cashin's Gap. Both Harry Price and Richard S. Lambert avoided saying that they actually believed the story. However, they were very careful and reported on it objectively. As I mentioned briefly earlier, according to Harry Price's book, it reports on how a hare from the alleged mongoose was sent to Julian Huxley, who was a British evolutionary biologist. Who then sent it on to British naturalist F. Martin Duncan, who then finally was able to identify it as a dog hare which was suspected to belong to the Irvings sheepdog Mona. Also, while staying at the Irving family home, Harry Price never encountered Jeff the talking mongoose himself, however he admitted that he could not find a motive for the family to have lied about all the events. Harry Price also writes at the time, wrote at the time, sorry, and I quote, I agree that the whole family must be mixed up in it, but there still remains the question of motive. It certainly is not to draw people to Cushion's Gap because they do their utmost to keep them away. The motive for the imposture lies much deeper than mere publicity. Another man who visited the Irving family was Nandor Fodor. Nandor Fodor stayed at the Irving family house for about a week and whilst he was there he never saw sight nor sound of Jeff the talking mongoose. On another interesting side note here, Nando Fodor was a British and American parapsychologist Psychoanalyst, author, and journalist of Hungarian origin, Nando Fodor was one of the leading authorities on poltergeists, hauntings and paranormal phenomena, usually, assa- uh, sorry, usually associated with mediumship. He was at the at one time Sigmund Freud’s associate and wrote on subjects like prenatal development and dream interpretation but is credited mostly for his magnum opus, Encyclopedia of Psychic Science, which was first published in 1934. In the 1930s Nando Fodor embraced the paranormal phenomena, but by the 1940s he took a break from his previous work and chose to advocate a psychoanalytic approach to psychic phenomena. He also published sceptical newspaper articles on mediumship which caused opposition from spiritualists. Nando Fodor disbelieved that any deliberate deception by the Irving family had actually occurred. He believed that a complex psychological theory to explain Jeff the Talking Mongoose was based on a split-off part of Jim's personality. Or in other words, Jim Irving's split personality disorder, or which is now known as Dissociative Identity Disorder, or DID for short. Ultimately though, Nando Fodor concluded that Jeff the talking mongoose had been projected from the bored mind of James Irving, an intelligent and educated man who had formerly enjoyed a livelier life on the British mainland. So when James Irving died, stories of Jeff the talking mongoose also faded. I suppose it's worth pointing out here that there is actually a film which came out in 2023 called Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. I've not seen the film myself, but from what I can gather, it is a British black comedy film written and directed by Adam Seagull, and stars Simon Pegg, Minnie Driver, Christopher Lloyd, and features the voice of Neil Gaiman as the voice of Jeff. Another researcher was Hereward Carrington. Hereward Carrington was an American investigator of psychic phenomena and a published author. His subjects included several of the most high, high profile cases of apparent psychic ability of his times. And he wrote over 100 books on the subjects, including the paranormal and psychical research, Conjuring, Stage Magic, and Alternative Medicine. Herewood Carrington was the primary consultant and contributor of Story Ideas for the Mysteries of Myra, which was a 15-episode silent film series released in 1916 that introduced realistic supernatural concepts such as automatic writing and astral projection to the screen. Herewood Carrington wrote a book along with the aforementioned Nandor Fodor in 1951 called Haunted People, story of the poltergeist down the centuries. And in one of the chapters called The Talking Mongoose, Herewood Carrington describes his week-long story on the Isle of Man with the Irving family in February 1937. After the husband and father, James Irving, died in 1945, the mother, Margaret, and daughter, Voyrie, left the family home and moved back to the mainland. Unfortunately, due to the home's reputation for being haunted, they reportedly had to sell the farm at a loss. In 1946, although some press articles say 1947, the new farm owner, a uh, Mr. Leslie Graham, claimed to the press that he had trapped and killed an animal that seemed to be neither ferret, stoat, or weasel. However, the body displayed by Leslie Graham was black and white and much larger than Jeff's description. But not only that, upon seeing the deceased creature, Voyrie Irving was certain that it wasn't her Jeff either. A few years later, Leslie Graham left Cashin's Gap, and the farmhouse was demolished. In an interview published much later, Voyerie Irving maintained that Jeff the talking Mongoose and I quote, Was not my creation. She very sadly passed away in 2005.
0: all for taking the time out to listen to this episode of Mark's Unexplained World in our next episode show number 86 we are going to be looking at the Avely alien abduction on a late Sunday evening on the 27th of October back in 1974 a run of the mill Essex family were driving a route between Harold Hill and Aveley to see relatives. The Avis family were on Hackton Lane about one mile out from Hornchurch when suddenly the car started jerking violently. One of the children then asked his parents about a strange light that he could see in the sky above them. In the skyline, all the family noticed an oval-shaped, pale blue, iridescent light like a big star over the top of the
1: houses. This show was written and researched by myself, Mark Hughes and proofread and edited by Linda Hughes. The pronunciations of all names and places, though, was all mine. The actors in this episode were Mark Hughes, Linda Hughes, Denise Pooler, and, of course, not forgetting, Jeff the Talking Mongoose. With special thanks to Neil Packer and the staff at the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre in Hinckley, and a big thank you to everyone for listening. Mark's unexplained World, because there's more to the paranormal than meets the third eye. And remember, guys... Keep it real, because being real is better than being perfect. This show and all its contents are covered by basic copyright of Mark The Media.